0: Hello and welcome to Northside Now. This is the podcast where your lovable hosts take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick, and with me as always are my two co-hosts, Glenn Miller and Kevin Bryant. What's up, guys?
1: Howdy. Hey. So you just went to St. Louis, huh? I did. I just jumped off of the the bus and <laughs> <laughs> ran in here. So how how were the roller coasters? The roller coasters were rolling. They were good. It
2: was so hot. <laughs> they had the all the um the misting fans. They running. had just a very few. They didn't have them all going. Really? Interesting. It was it
1: was a very interesting trip because there was several things that were closed in the park and the workforce was very new and very young. I mean, they yeah. even would say they're new, they're new, they're new. Um, interesting, interesting adventure. Mm. But well, good, good, good on our behalf. I mean, the kids had a great time and all that good stuff. But
0: I heard you had a flat tire.
1: How yes, that we, we, we kept up the Northside student ministry tradition by going to Walmart. <laughs> we always <laughs> Got do that to on a trip. And now the new tradition of a few years old is a flat tire on the transport. I think it just, you know, I don't know what happened. Is it, it? It was like it just came apart. It was a twelve, yeah, twelve thousand miles on that tire, end, but the side of it was gone. Well, yeah. I mean, it didn't actually,
2: you know, shred. And well, leave, I guess,
1: leave on. road gators everywhere. To be fair, it, it
0: hasn't really. It's been kind of sitting yeah. in the parking lot for a year. so Honestly, I think that has to do. That's probably was got some. So,
1: and I checked them before I left. I mean, yeah. it physically. I mean, it felt. Okay. Visual. Well, you, you gotta have at least that uh,
0: you gotta have at least a blowout or a breakdown or something on the ground trip. You do. So
1: you do. Dead batteries. Yeah, are something's gotta on happen. Those.
0: I remember one time uh, I was on a youth trip and I don't even remember what it was for, but I remember the bus breaking down and another bus
1: had to come and pick us up <laughs> and take us. That was uh, which, that which trip was that on, on Atlanta? That was an Atlanta. Atlanta trip, and it happened on the West Virginia ski trip way back in the day. But the funny thing was that, that was because the brakes froze up on the bus. Oh, boy. <laughs> and by the time the uh, – almost right before the new bus got there, the old bus started working fine again. So, yeah. Well, that was also the trip. The Atlanta to, trip was the gotcha. one gotcha. you remember. Yeah, that's because what I remember. There was a the high-speed chase. Yes, the high-speed chase went past us while we, we were sitting there. And we got on the ghetto bus. <laughs> the, the 1970s kickback. Oh, man. <laughs> that was awesome. Was like our, our bus driver, Crazy Ed. Crazy Ed <laughs> and letting weird people on our bus. And – never and we went to six flags too we did but our our six flags trip was cut uh short because of hurricane danny i believe was it danny i just remember it rained a lot <laughs> it was a wow. hurricane when you leave the water park and the 55 gallon drums
2: are floating in the parking lot <laughs> oh my god, the goodness. trash drums you know it's a good day this is this is the stuff that youth trips are made of though. Yeah. The, the memories oh, yeah. that you have oh, yeah. and yeah well, I'm glad you're back safely it is good to be back safely and
1: uh, we all had a good time. I mean I think everybody had a had a great time
2: well, that's the thing you get to connect with uh, people maybe you don't spend a lot of time with and yeah. build some relationships and that's what yeah. it's all about, isn't it
1: it was fun it was fun
2: we got and and I I had lunch at Lambert's so oh
1: Nothing's wrong with that. Did you bring back some rolls and so you can throw them at me? Let me tell you, those things I think
2: have gotten larger. <laughs> the size of my head? They're huge oh, now. I don't it's know. It's like throwing a whole loaf of bread across. Just about. It's easier about. target practice, though. Uh, Maybe it that. is.
1: I don't know. I guess I guess. I wonder if they decided that people could catch those better. Exactly. <laughs> they were fluffier, so if they hit you and you weren't expecting it, it was softer.
2: That's what um, I always wondered. What was the... Uh, the catch throw percentage way back in the day. It's like you invariably see all the stuff on the floor. Cause yeah. nobody would catch them. And they they
1: said <laughs> knock stuff off the table.
2: People used to bring uh fishing nets, you know, like
1: you scoop it to catch them. in. And there was
0: none of that this time. I was there one time. Somebody had a, a baseball
1: glove on.
2: Yeah. With a baseball
1: glove. That'd be cool. <laughs> yep,
2: yeah, It's that's good. Good stuff though. Yeah.
1: That's a good place to eat. Good, good, good place to stop with a group. Yep. So,
2: Yep, for sure. Good good stuff. Well, we've got an exciting topic today to talk about. We get to talk about the Holy
1: Land. And a trip
2: coming up. Pastor Gary's going to be in.
1: Yep. Can't get a flat tire on the
2: trip for that one. Well, you would hope there's not a flat tire on the plane or... I mean, technically, they do get on a bus, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, But it's not the the North
1: Sud transport. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I would love to do this trip. I'm excited to hear this getting to see all those places would be really cool. I would love to do that. Um, on some of the youth curriculum we use from right org, like Francis Chan, some other people actually, you know, they're, they're talking as they're walking up the right. Via Dolorosa Rosa and stuff like that. And you're just, it's still on video. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to see it. I want to, Pick up a rock off there. I you know, I just want to. I want to smell it. Wanna I want to touch it. <laughs> I want to touch a touch a leaf in the garden of Eden. I mean, not garden of Eden, but the garden of Gethsemane. If
0: you can touch, if you could find the garden of Eden to touch a leaf in it, you let me know where it is.
1: <laughs> That'd be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's much garden better to experience it, and that sticks with you a little bit differently than you know, even just watching a YouTube video, which I've seen a few that mm-hmm. you know discuss that kind of thing, or um, like the Francis Chan. Yeah, Bible study kind of videos yeah. as well. But yeah, we're going to hear a little bit more about that in just a few minutes. Fun times. You fully recovered from your honeymoon and trips and all that?
0: I'm getting there. Good. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm slowly, <laughs> slowly checking things off of the to do list. Yeah. We've still got a pile of wedding stuff in the kitchen that we're trying to figure out where that's going to go. But <laughs> oh, yeah, all
2: that stuff and the registries and, you know, all that. Uh, forgotten about all that part you, of it have you compiled a really large
1: amount of money at bed bath and beyond <laughs> oh don't worry that that's already been spent has it <laughs> celeste and jake you know they're the most recent married people in our family and uh they were talking about this large amount of money from that they had at bed, oh, bath yeah. and beyond which was on their registry as mm-hmm. well but from they you know what people gave them online then when they returned stuff and mm-hmm. there was just they said it was so fun to spend that money on different things oh that. it
0: really is because one of the things that you can do with bed bath and Beyond you go on there people can like buy the stuff mm-hmm. but rather than actually buying the physical thing they it just like gives you that dollar amount oh yeah that you can then go and so we had, yeah we had a large chunk of change that nice. we were able to go in and, and yeah. get what we needed and yeah. we did have duplicates of some things mm-hmm. that we were able to take back and yeah mm-hmm. we i think we have a little bit left but then again elizabeth uh, went a little crazy with the throw pillows and so <laughs> I, I can't sit on the couch anymore but <laughs>
2: <laughs> welcome to living with a girl well if it's like our couch you use the throw pillows under the cushions because the couch is <laughs> losing its spring, so they may come in handy later for a different reason.
1: Okay, but getting married, and you're if you're getting married, uh, and you end up with that situation, Celeste, because they had no other money, other ways they use that to buy a lot of Christmas presents for people, uh uh-huh. for family and stuff. So be creative. With I them. will
0: say, we we already have a lot of our Christmas shopping done because as we were road tripping we oh there cool. you go see that's a good so scene. we bought a, we bought people a bunch of stuff but they that haven't doesn't. gotten it and they're not yeah. going to
2: get it till no, christmas that's, that's, so that's, that's, <laughs> smart. that's cool though yeah it's very smart
1: use your time and money wisely yep. that's right
0: well we want to welcome back to the podcast room the one and only pastor gary campbell how's
2: Thank it going pastor Gary? I'm, I'm
3: thrilled to be here with you guys so. welcome back on a frigid <laughs> july day <laughs> when we record um, yes. this at least <laughs> yes there's no telling what uh, the temperature will be when it plays <laughs> well our i'll airs. tell you that um
2: you know it's bad when in the evening you have your air conditioner on and it doesn't go down yeah now yes. that yes. actually indicates a problem with our air conditioner which is something we just experienced recently but
3: i would bet everybody is calling their favorite repair <laughs> i know it is paying unbelievable prices for freon it is hot yeah it's hot <laughs> And it's not even August.
2: I know. I know that the worst is yet to come. Perhaps. Oh, don't tell me that. Perhaps. <laughs> it is. But we're here to talk about something really exciting, um, and that is your the trip that you were involved in leading to Israel. Yes, yes, yes. And so we wanted to talk about, uh, first of all, if people are interested about it, how they um, get connected with it, but also a little bit more about the trip yeah. and you've been, how many times have you been? Now? Uh, I've been
3: twice Yeah, and uh, this will be the third trip. But um, if anyone would like information about uh, the Holy land trip to Israel, uh, they can call me here at the church. They can email me. Uh, uh, they can call me on my cell phone, uh, 731-217-9314. And on August the 15th from one to 2 30 PM, In room 301 here at the church, uh, there's an Israel interest meeting. Oh, cool. For anyone who is uh, interested uh, in in going, uh, we will uh, answer any questions that uh, people have about travel. If you are interested, the very first thing I'm going to tell you to do is today. If you do not have a passport, go get a passport. Mm -hmm. Passports are taking anywhere from three to six months uh, to to come back Mm -hmm. once you apply for it. But get your passport and get your real id yeah uh, if you don't have those uh don't i'm sorry you can't go <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna
0: say you need to start saving money right
3: now <laughs> and you do need to start saving money uh the trip is uh april the 25th to, uh i'm sorry march 25th through april the 4th um 4200 per person is the base uh fee to to go um uh, the thing about the trip is we utilize a group called Friends and, and Travel, okay? Tours. They are a little rock, uh, but they're a Christian tour group. Uh, they organize the the trip and essentially they organize the flights, the hotels, all of your transportation. So, if you go on the trip, um you will get uh, an agenda from them uh if you pay all the fees and everything normally 90 days ahead of the trip. Um you get a letter. Uh, we usually fly out of Memphis. We fly from Memphis to Newark. We fly as a group Mm. together. We fly from Newark and to Tel Aviv. We meet our host. Uh, Adam generally is our, our host. Uh, Adam is a graduate of Hebrew university. He's been doing this for probably seven or eight years. There's a whole group of people that do this, Mm. but essentially they meet us. uh, When we get to Israel, um, We get on a bus. We're on that bus the whole time we're there. Okay. 11 days. They accompany us to hotels. They stay in hotels with us. They accompany us anywhere we're going. It is a guided tour. Uh, And so as an example, uh, the very first uh, day is the trip from from travel time. Uh, Day two is in Israel. Uh, Essentially, we land at Ben-Gurion Airport. Uh, We then normally leave Ben-Gurion Airport, head up to Mount Carmel. Okay. Uh, uh, so there's a lot of stuff in the Bible about Mount yeah. Carmel uh, uh, where uh, Baal's prophets were, were were slain. So we normally go up to uh, Mount Carmel. We'll go across the Kishon. We'll go across a number of the rivers that if you're a student of the Old Testament that you get to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that in route to the hotel. Normally we begin around the Sea of Tiberias. Okay which is in northern Israel, or uh, in your Bible, it would be the Galilee. The Galilee is the northern part of Israel, which is where Jesus did most of his ministry. Uh, but we start at um, the Sea of Galilee at, at a hotel there. Um, the trip group sets up every hotel that we stay in. Normally we're in the, in the Galilee area for about the first three nights.
0: When you're you. around the Sea of
3: Galilee, do you get to
0: like get on a boat and go out onto you do. the? Oh, that's uh, awesome! The you storms come to, up you get automatically. Get do <laughs> yes, and
3: believe it or not, now do you get to fish? The storms, <laughs> uh, and well, no, <laughs> you can, but I don't know if you catch a, a fish with a, 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 a coin in right, its mouth. Right, right. But uh, you do. You actually at the hotels. The hotels are right on the Sea of Galilee. That's cool. So you get to see the sunrises. You get to see storms blow up you get to see all that stuff Cool. Uh, at the um, normally the first day that we're actually there. Um, once we leave the hotel, we go up to Capernaum, we go up to uh Tagapa, which is uh, the most of us know that area in the Bible as the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a rock quarry. So if you're standing at the top, you can look down at the bottom and you can speak and everybody can hear you. That's cool. And so <laughs> it's cool when you begin to realize, wait a minute, some of these things that you read in the Bible, yeah when you actually get there also there's a little village called Magdala that mm. is there, which is the home of Mary mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, when you go to Capernaum is you go to Peter's uh, house and there's a synagogue right next to it. Wow. You know? And so you get to do all of those things. You go to uh, Northern Israel, the Northern part of the Galilee, where, um, you go to Caesarea Philippi, where uh, Jesus did a lot of his teaching Particularly around this ancient uh, temple to Baal, and so uh, you 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 just you get to understand the Bible in a geographical way, but you also get to understand it in a way as you would never see it. Yeah, you go to Tail Dan, which is where the people of Israel were judged, uh, which is in First Kings. I'm a
0: very visual person, so I imagine once you get to see these places, like for
3: real, when you read about them in the Bible, I bet it changes the it changes, way you read the Bible completely. It changes everything. Completely. Um, you know, I was sharing with Patrick just before we, we, we started was when you go to Caesarea Philippi, which is where the gates of hell is at. Uh-huh. The gates of hell is a cave system.
2: I've seen a little bit about this,
3: yeah. And so when you read in scripture, you know, you hear Jesus say, you know, the gates of hell will not prevail against my church what you don't get is, okay, there is a temple. There was an ancient temple right, where they made human sacrifices. If they threw your body, generally a, a female <laughs> body, down to the bottom of the cave and they saw blood in the water, that meant that the sacrifice had been rejected. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't see, then they, that was accepted. And so what you begin to realize is, wait a minute, um, that temple represented... Evil, mm-hmm. uh, the devil, and what Jesus is saying is what: right, my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. Right. And so you get to see the ancient stones, you get to actually see the cave opening and everything that is still there. Yeah, um, and it's just and it's an amazing sight. And so you never read that scripture again in that same way.
2: Right. Well, and you preached on the gates of hell. I yes. think at, at some point here recently. But, yes. Um, I think the thing for me that that I would be interested in seeing is is uh seeing those places like you said, Patrick, but then getting the context yes. behind what is the words actually say. Yes. And that's exactly like the gates of hell you're talking about, giving you context to otherwise you think, okay, it's maybe some mythical place on you know you do. You don't have a sense mm-hmm. of what that and actually And the meant. wonderful
3: thing is that the tour guides um, are graduates of, the, of Hebrew University. Uh, every now and again, you have these proud Christians who know the Bible really well, that want to get into debates um, oh, yeah. with them and read scripture and says, the Bible says this. And what you don't get until you're there is that, wait a minute, the Bible came from those traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and And, you know, so I, all of us have had the experience probably of some preacher or someone sticking a Bible in our face and, 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 you know, something that we don't like them to say, mm. but you begin to realize that, wait a minute, the Bible wasn't actually written in the form that we have it till much later. Yep. And so when you are there, you have a whole different insight to the stories that you read in the Bible, uh, that you otherwise would never have, mm-hmm. uh, one of the places that we stop is Beth Shehan which was an ancient Roman city, but it's also the city where Saul was quartered. Hmm. Saul and Jonathan were quartered. Hmm. And you go there, and they have unearthed it, um, a tale, a tale obviously is a hill that is covered up an ancient city. They spend years taking these layers down. Mm-hmm. So they have revealed this whole Roman city, Cardo, that is there. And so when you see that, you see the bathhouses, you see how the Roman quarters line up directly to, to the, the garrison that usually would be where the soldiers were mm-hmm. at. It just blows you away. This is where the Philistines were at. You read right. about the Philistines, you, you read this ancient stuff right. and it just blows you away because you're reading this. Now you're seeing this. Um, you go to the Jordan river, the Jordan river runs out of the sea of Galilee. Patrick mentioned, we do do a boat tour of the sea of Galilee. You cast out on the sea. Mm. Uh, The sea is three miles wide, 11 miles long. The first time I went, the wind was blowing probably 50 or 60 miles an hour (laughs) when we got there. Mm. And, like, no one really wants to go out, but we said, we're here, so we might as well. We go out. They designed the boats in the ancient way. They're wood boats that they actually make. Uh, As soon as the guide undid the rope and threw it in the boat and we cast out, the wind just died down the clouds lifted, Hmm. and it's like a holy moment. And so when you're reading in scripture about Jesus walking on the water Mm -hmm. and how stormy it can be, you can see where those waters can get really stormy. And so the other side, the north side of the Sea of Galilee, is the boundary area for uh, Jerash, which uh, today uh, people go to, but I don't know if people remember the, the old te- the New Testament lesson where Jesus sent the demons into the pigs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They ran off the cliff into the Sea of Galilee. Got it. And so you don't really realize that. Well, that's in Jordan, but that's all happening mm-hmm. in the area of the Sea of, of Galilee and what is Lebanon. That's where he was traveling. All these these, these places.
2: This reminds me of uh, experiences I've had. Like if I've been to London uh New York City uh thinking about your trip recently mm-hmm. being in Philadelphia and Boston you hear the stories maybe you learn them in school or in in this case in the bible stories in in Sunday school or or whatever but when you experience it 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 really does blow your mind a little oh, bit and it and it
3: it gives it so does.
2: much more weight
0: and more it just makes it more real yeah well, Absolutely. I don't know, like last night I was reading a book and they started talking a little bit about some of the history in Salem, Massachusetts. Well, we stayed in Salem, Massachusetts on our, on our right. trip. Right. And so when they started talking about some of these places, I was like, oh, I've been there. Yeah. I know what that looks I've yeah. stood in that street. I've stood in that yeah. courtyard. So it's like it's, it gives it a sense of, of realism that, yeah. like I was saying, I, I bet you read the Bible well, completely differently. Well, you
3: know, when you go up on Mount Carmel, Armageddon mm-hmm. is this valley. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That's the Rift Valley that comes up out of Africa. You don't realize it till you're there, and you say, wait a minute. This mm. is amazing, and this is where all the stuff is supposed to happen at the end of the age, right. and you're yeah. looking down in this valley, and you can see for 50 or 60 miles, think about that, 50 or 60 yeah. miles one way, uh, and you go to Megadu, you go to all those places, and you just, you will never read the Bible the mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that, they will ask you when you first get there is why is Jerusalem a holy city? Mm. And you know, they won't tell you, I said, think about that, but I won't give the answer, but what happened there, uh, in Genesis that becomes Jerusalem Mm. or Salem, because that is Jerusalem. But there was something that God essentially sent one of the, the early uh, fathers to, to do something to a child, to make a sacrifice and and you know you're sitting there thinking okay i'm not really sure what you're talking about right so many of them <laughs> do this. but it, it's amazing you also go to quorum uh where they found those ancient uh, scrolls oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, where the Essenes uh, had taken them you go to masada there's been tons of movies about masada yeah <laughs> where you know the roman siege ramps and there's actually two of the siege ramps that you can still see uh, mm. on top of masada looking looking down and so it's just—it's an amazing trip uh, to be able to take and go, but you'll never read the Bible the same.
2: I'm sure you just
3: won't. And to, when you go to the Church of the Holy Sepulcher and you see the Stone of Unction and you go to the Garden of Gethsemane, it's just the ancient olive trees that they can actually—they can actually prove go back several thousand years—are <laughs> still there. And so you do—you just—it just kind of blows you away. Yeah. And so. Uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for people, but uh, if you're interested, uh, I would say, hey, we're happy to have you join us, uh, but it is is—it's a wonderful trip. It's a, a trip of a lifetime.
2: Well, let's talk a little bit about, um, I mean, all this obviously is still around, so it's modern day, but w- what's sort of the situation there? We hear a lot on the news about various different conflicts in the Middle East, oh. and its it's... Truth well, be told, the, it's always been that way since it's always, the beginning it's, of creation. It, they've, been,
3: they've been fighting for 8,000 years. <laughs> so um, how how safe is it? And so one of the things that I got concerned about is, okay, how safe will it be? Well, I used, before I retired and came into this, uh, the ministry, uh, I was a, a crime statistician for the police department. So mm-hmm. I did research about crime where things are happening. I was quite concerned the first time I went, but – um The Israelis and the Arab neighbors, and and a lot of the areas that you would go to, Jericho is in the West Bank, which is an area that uh, Israel took over in 1967, and they've controlled it ever since. So Israel, there are areas A, B, C, and D. Two of those areas are jointly controlled. Two of those areas are controlled by the Palestinians. Jericho is one of those areas where the mouth of temptation is at, where the valley of shadow of death is at. Mm. So you're in all these areas. The thing that the Israelis and the Palestinian military does, they cooperate. Okay. The area that gets most of the attention uh, is the Gaza Strip, right. which you will never get to. They do have incidents sometimes in East Jerusalem where you have extremists, Israeli extremists as well as Palestinian extremists that get into it with each other. Mm -hmm. But you have even more Israelis and Palestinians who live side by side have been neighbors for years. Right. And so the American media kind of picks up on the conflict and that's the focus. Yeah. But I don't think any of us have ever sat down and listened to a news broadcast where they talk about these areas, ABC and D, even in the holy city, you will see the Israeli military there as well as the Palestinian police. The Via Della Rosa is controlled by the Palestinian police. Mm. And so the Temple Mount is controlled by the Palestinian police and is safe. Um, you do have incidents. Sometimes you have Israeli settlers who uh, can be, you know, troublesome to the Israeli army or to the Palestinians. But it's probably one of the safest trips I have ever been on. Mm. Uh, and things don't happen. So not it doesn't Israelis.
2: feel like there's an oppressive
3: like, no, military force or anything not. like that. You do not. And um, in some areas, uh, they will not let Palestinians in. Mm-hmm. In some areas, they will not let Israelis in. Mm-hmm. But that's an agreement that they make uh, between them. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never felt safer when I've gone. Uh, you're in modern-day hotels. You would think you were in America. Yeah. Uh, the, you can drink the water. You can eat the food. Uh, They set up all of that uh, as part of the trip. You may pay for two or three meals out of your pockets at lunch, but for the most part, they set up these amazing meals. But uh, it's safe. You can walk. In fact, you can walk through the old city at night Hmm. on your own self-guided tour, and you're safe. Uh, Now, you don't get that when you watch the news media. Mm -hmm. But to go into the old city, you go through security, you can't take certain things with you sure. but i've taken cameras phone, cell phones all that stuff hmm. and i have felt safe never felt the only thing that they will tell you is to be careful of pickpockets mhm they have pe- because you have yeah. over 5.7 million people coming to israel so it would be a pickpockets dream
0: but that's not a, that's not a thing it's exclusive not to yeah i mean exactly. you go to new york it's the same it's way exactly you go to right. you know any any yeah. major metropolitan area with a lot of
3: people is, is. You know, especially tourists. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, five point seven million people a year go to Israel
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, for the tourism, for the religious tourism to go to the holy sites. It is amazing to go to the to the, to the Wailing Wall and just right. to pray. And so, right. It's I've never felt any angst, even Good. with my law enforcement background. I've never felt angst at
0: all. Well, I don't know about you, Kevin, but this just makes me want to want to go to Israel.
3: (laughs) Well, I've always, always
2: wanted to go. And I think it's just one of those things when it's the right time. Exactly. Exactly. But it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for anybody Mm -hmm. here. Or if you're listening to this and you don't, uh, you know, you don't live in Jackson. April 15th. Call me. (laughs) What is the sort of, uh, deadline you talked about passports and Uh, that uh, does take a long time. If you're, if you
3: want to go to Israel, make sure you have passports, uh, passports are taken anywhere from three months to six months uh, to be sent back to you but you've got to have a passport to go and renewals well renewals on passport and take a if, long time too if your passport expires within a year you cannot they will not allow you into israel okay that's good so, to know so you just need to make sure that you have a passport that is valid that at least a year beyond the return date which would be april 4th you're good. Yeah. Get on it now. It's get on it right word. now. And, uh, and tell people one more time how to, how to get in touch with you to
0: ask ask uh, you about
3: it. You call me here at the church. You can call me at 731-217-9314, and I will be happy to share any information. And then obviously August 15th is the information meeting in th- room 301 here at the church.
0: Cool. Well, Pastor Gary, thank you so much for stopping by and letting us know about this. This sounds like a great opportunity.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Happy to do it
0: what else is going on patrick connection coming up this week this yeah tomorrow if you're listening to this is going to be a big day the fourth it's when meals are going to start back wednesday night fellowship dinner
2: yes
0: uh starting at 5 p.m you can sign up for that online let us know so we can make sure there's enough food for everybody uh the children are going to lead connection service right oh cool uh, the children's, all the groups are starting back, all the children's activities,
1: Confirmation's starting. Mm-hmm. confirmation starting. Mm hmm. Confirmation orientation. It's going to be a big night. At, it is a big. Mm, now. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's good to get stuff rolling again. Yeah. Right.
0: Also, we've got green sheets going on, started on Sunday. So make sure you fill one of those out or go online and fill out the form online, either one.
1: And I think Daphne's going to be with us next week on the podcast too. Yeah. Talk about green sheets in depth. Yeah,
2: yeah, because there may be people listening that have never experienced that, don't yeah. know what that is, other than it's a green sheet.
0: Yeah. it is a. Which, is it really a green sheet? It is green. Oh, okay. And it is, <laughs> I even colored the form online to be green. <laughs> cool. Awesome. <laughs> but it's a, yeah, it's a discipleship and ministry opportunity form. It's a, a way for you to find your place to plug in, right. you know and there's even a section on there if there's a ministry you want to start that isn't currently happening at Northside or if there's yeah it's basically just where you do you want to plug in and how do you want to serve how do you want to use your gifts to give back so
2: awesome and it is important to put that faith into action
1: yes very and it, and I tell you as staff people it does help us i mean it gives us numbers to call people mm-hmm. to call people we know and people we don't know i mean it's sure. helped me a ton to get to know a lot of people so so please fill them out; they are very helpful. On August tenth,
0: uh, there's a joy group
1: okay. a meeting.
0: So there's also a form online for that. So go check that out. You can. I think we're still doing boxed lunches on that. So if you want a boxed lunch, just fill out that form. And that's on Tuesday at like Tuesday at eleven. 11. o'clock. Okay. Yep. Cool. On the eleventh, there is acolyte training. Yeah. If you have questions about that, ask Christy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Act like, they always get so excited to do their training. You know, they look forward to that. This is like the conference look forward to moving up to the youth group.
2: Well, it's just a sign that, you know, you're getting older and
1: yeah. get more responsibility. responsibility and, yeah. They yeah. trust me with fire in the church. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> play with Who fire. doesn't want to play with fire? <laughs> right. Let's be honest. <laughs> right. But you get to participate in worship, you know, kind of. Absolutely. You don't have to sit with your parents, yeah. as you said. And especially, you know, it's just, it's a neat thing. You're right. It's growing up. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. And also
0: Gary talked about uh, on the 15th is the information meeting for the Israel trip. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, I would recommend checking that out. It's going to be in room 301 on the 15th. So,
2: And I think for anybody that is hearing this and um, just has an inkling or an an Urge or nudge to do it, uh, you know, pray about that. Consider it. I know it is somewhat expensive for some people, uh, maybe more doable for others, but it is definitely a once in a lifetime trip if you ever get the chance to go. I've heard that from so many people that have gone. I've not gone myself. I do want to go at some point. Um, but it really does change the way you think about uh, the, maybe the Bible stories you've already. Read, but mm-hmm. as you go forward, as you read through, um, you can put uh, it's it's like putting faces to names yeah. with people. You're putting faces to places, and uh, it really can really enrich uh, your understanding of the Bible. So, I highly encourage if you if you're even interested at all, at least come and maybe come to the meeting and find out more, yeah. ask some questions. Yeah, I would love sure. to love to do that someday. That sounds like sounds like a really neat thing well speaking of cool everybody needs to try and stay cool wherever you are in the world it's summertime in the northern hemisphere and it's hot so many different places it is
1: hot it was hot in st louis and it is hot in jackson (laughs) and it is humid in jackson yeah that's it's like stepping outside into a hot tub (laughs) i don't know and i I don't think I've been in the air conditioned more this year. Maybe I have, but I don't know. It just seems a little more humid and just, oh, this year. I don't well, know what it is. at least this early. This early, yeah. yeah. Um, I hope this doesn't take us deeper into the fall. Well, so, it, I mean. I,
2: I saw.
0: Um, we'll probably have a good week in October. So oh. I've <laughs>
2: seen football teams are having practices during the day. And yeah. I know there's heat protocols for all the mm-hmm. sports. So yeah. they may be inside, but. Folks are, are doing the things that they normally would. It's just uh, everybody try and be safe, yeah. overhydrate, and we'll come through it all.
1: And it is interesting that you mentioned the teams and stuff because it started popping up in Texas, and I'm sure it was across the entire south. And now it's worked its way up here to Tennessee and Jackson uh, where these teams, the schools, have indoor workout facilities specifically for this purpose and uh, i mean their soccer teams use them the band uses them you know there's all kinds of yep uh of course the football teams and all that but those are popping up more and more all the time mm-hmm. Um, which is which is smart it's better than sitting on the sidelines not able to do your team stuff, right so right but yeah be careful I, you know the guys I always think about i think about them a lot in the cold tour the guys that are picking up Trash or they're are the linemen, you know, mm-hmm. on the on the poles, you know, the JEA guys. Everything on, on I forty, like all the work being all done. the workers up and down in yeah. there. You stop and think about that, and there's yeah. all there's all kinds of stuff. It's just out there all the time. So we're thinking about y'all. Yeah, we haven't forgotten you. Those right. of us who sit in offices and only go outside <laughs> to take your kids to St. Louis <laughs> to Six Flags. <laughs> uh, well, stay hydrated,
0: everybody. That's right. Well, guys, thanks for podcasting with me. And thanks to all of you out there in the world for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at NorthsideNowPodcast, go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, this is Patrick. This is Glenn. And I'm Kevin. And that's what's happening at Northside now. Bye-bye.